Welcome to another episode of the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast. As always, I'm so honored and excited to be here for yet another episode. If you've been listening in for a while and you like the podcast and want more content like this, then I invite you to join my community group on Facebook, where you'll find like-minded women all on the same journey to become their strongest, fittest, healthiest selves whilst quitting the fads, the bullshit, and the excuses. And if at some point you've thought, wouldn't it be great to work with Alessia, then I invite you into my one-on-one weight loss coaching program, Metabolic Rebuild. The program is specifically for you if you're a woman over 30 who wants to quit the lifelong dieting, rebuild your slow metabolism from years of yo-yo diets, fads, and quick fixes that have never worked so you can lose fat without giving up your favorite foods and build a fitter, leaner, stronger body that you love and feel confident in. To apply, all you need to do is hit the link in the show notes or even head on over to my website at alessiadcoaching.com for more details. Now, on to the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode I'm excited about this week's episode because I am going to walk you through the five steps to lose your first five kilos. No more eating less and moving more. I'm going to show you how you can eat more, how you can train smart and still get results, how to rebuild and optimize your metabolism so that you can lose your first five kilos. So if you've been trying to lose weight, you've been trying to change your body shape, build muscle, get toned, you've tried the eat less, move more approach, but it hasn't really gotten you very far, this is the episode for you. And before I get into the episode, I want to actually tell you that there is an free guide that I've created that is going to walk you through each of these five steps with action steps. And basically this free guide accompanies this episode of the podcast. So if you want to grab that free guide, it's in the show notes. You can go to the link in the show notes of the episode and grab this free guide. And all you need to do is enter your email address and then it will be delivered to your inbox immediately. And that Uh, The cool thing is about this guide is that it doesn't only contain the steps to lose your first five kilos, but it actually walks you through the actions that you need to take every single day so that it's not just information. We all have information. We all know what we need to do, but we don't know how to implement it. And that's really what I do as a coach. I help you implement. I help you take action. And so that's what this guide is filled with action steps, but also has a six week get strong and get toned um, workout plan. So if you have no idea how to get started with your workouts, training, strength training, how to get toned and lean and strong, this six week beginner workout plan is going to help burn body fat, build muscle so you can look lean, toned and strong. And it's going to walk you through each uh, exercise for each of the six weeks. It's going to have videos. It's got everything that you need as a beginner. So make sure you go and grab this guide because it is so, so valuable. All right, 
So let's get into the episode. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about how you can quit the fads and do the right methods that are evidence-based and that are proven that are going to optimize your metabolism so you don't have to eat less, move more anymore, but instead you get to fuel, you get to nourish your body, you get to train smart. We're going to talk about how you can do this every step of the way, all right, with five simple steps. It's not, you know, super long. It's not a lot of things that you need to do. It's not just information. It is actual actionable steps, okay? So we're going to talk about how you can quit the miserable quick fixes, the diets that are impossible to stick to, and things that you can do that require very minimal, very minimal effort, okay? There is some effort that is required, of course, but it's not going to be anything like cut out sugar, cut out carbs, or intermittent fasting for 16 hours. Like all of these things, while have their place, they are not the best way to go about losing weight, okay? So we're going to talk about why you've tried to eat less and move more and it hasn't worked. We're going to look at evidence-based nutrition methods for sustainable weight loss, simple lifestyle shifts that you can take that are often overlooked but will bring big results and the action steps that you can put into practice to get results fast. So here's the thing, okay? We're going to start with something that you've probably never even thought about. And if you're new to this podcast, then you're probably going to listen to this for the first time, which is how to rebuild your metabolism. And if you are a, you know, a, a, a loyal listener, you know how much I believe in rebuilding your metabolism. It is the cornerstone of what I do in my coaching program, Metabolic Rebuild. It is at the cornerstone of what I do with my clients from the very first day of coaching. So we always start with health first. The health first approach is highly um likely that you've probably never actually done this before, especially if you've done fads, especially if you've done diets. Women are constantly struggling to lose weight. I don't remember a day in my life since I was young, since I was about a young teenager, that I did not hear a friend, my mom, my aunt, a woman in my life speaking about dieting, okay? I started, if you haven't listened to my very first episode of the podcast, then um, you probably don't know my story, but I'll give you a little bit of a background. So I actually was, um, I was a child model, okay? So I started modeling when I was very young. I started modeling when I was about seven, okay? Six or seven years old. And I did it on and off until I was a teenager. And then when I was 15, 16, I started modeling more full time on the side. Obviously, I was still going to school, but um, I started modeling when I was 15 and I began to do um, a lot of campaigns. I wasn't tall enough to be a runway model. So I went into the photographic and um, magazines and shoots and things like that, right? So more editorial style modeling. And I would do campaigns for big brands like supermarkets and phone brands and um, 
clothing brands, you know, I did a lot of the different things. And as I, you know, went through modeling and I got to around 17, 18 years old, I did a finishing, modeling finishing course slash school. And it was the first time in my modeling career that I was told that I was too fat. I was told that I was overweight uh, for my, my, you know, whatever, body type and stuff. And they told me that I needed to drop a couple of kilos and then I would get booked more. And look, guys, I, I if I look back, I wasn't overweight. I was just a little bit more on the curvy side. I definitely wasn't that lean, um, typical wafy look that you see in models today. Um, so, you know, you would probably classify me as a plus size model now, but back then I was not plus size, okay? I was definitely just on the curvier side. But of course, you know, agents and, 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 and um, what are they called? Um, booking agents in, in uh, agencies, casting agents would tell my mom that I needed to go on the diet. So that's when I started to diet, okay? So I started to like do really crash diets and I started to do these weird diets such as like the cabbage soup diet and Kellogg's Special K. I started to cut out carbs. I started to take dieting pills, um, appetite suppressants, you know, soup diets where I would just live on soup for a few days. And obviously it didn't work. Like obviously I didn't, you know, I couldn't even stick to these very restrictive diets, but that was when I started dieting. And I went through, you know, years and years and years of that, you know, on and off, on and off the wagon. And then I started exercising and I threw in extreme workouts and, you know, all of these years of dieting on and off year after year after year, doing the eat less and less each time, I lost weight and then I gained some. I lost weight and then I gained some. And it was this on and off kind of um, merry-go-round, which I'm sure you can relate to. And what this did was it severely slowed down my metabolism. And this is what happens to most of my clients who come to me. They've done that. They've done the on and off years and years of on and off dieting. And so they go on diets year after year, they eat less and less each time, and they you know, may lose some weight initially, but then they can no longer sustain the diet. And then they quit, and then they gain a little bit more back, and then they repeat the process over and over again. They try and do it again, and each time they try and diet, it gets harder and harder. Sometimes nothing happens. And so they do something even more extreme and they eat less and less and move more and more and do crazy things like uh, fasted cardio or high intensity interval training at the gym, like classes, you know, that, that beat you up. I've been there. I've done it. I've been there, done that. And so inevitably, what happens at some point is that you begin to blame your hormones. You begin to blame things like carbs. You say, oh no, uh, carbs make me fat, or I, I shouldn't eat past 7 p.m., or you start blaming sugar and you do a sugar-free diet, or you cut sugar out, or you go keto and you remove all carbs, all sugar, or you go plant-based, which was the case, the, the case for me. I went vegan for three years. Um, granted, I went vegan to heal my IBS, which it didn't happen. It didn't heal my IBS. But 
you end up going on these fads and you end up doing these diets and you sometimes even blame it on starvation mode, right? I'm sure you've heard that. Oh, I, I can't lose weight because I'm in starvation mode. And you start hearing people telling you, well, you should eat more because when you don't eat enough, then your body holds on to its own fat. Guys, that's a complete freaking lie. It's bogus, okay? It doesn't actually happen. Starvation mode doesn't exist. Um, you just only have to look at people that have no money to buy food, you know, beggars on the streets, Auschwitz, you know, all these, these um, kids in Africa starving, like they're not in starvation mode, okay? So what is actually happening? And I'm going to explain it to you right now. And I've explained it to you um, in a couple of episodes before, but I'm going to, you know, reiterate because I think sometimes people just need to hear it over and over and over again until they get it. So your body has something called a metabolic rate, okay? The metabolic rate or your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, is the chemical reactions that occur in your body. And it's influenced by a whole host of factors, including but not limited to exercise volume. So how much exercise you're doing on a weekly basis, your exercise frequency, your hormones, your, the quantity and quality of the food that you eat, stress levels, sleep hygiene, and even hydration. So, you know, that's, that's your metabolic rate, okay? So um, keeping your, 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 um, your body alive requires um, a certain amount of calories every day, and that is your basal metabolic rate. And so your body maintains its weight on this X amount of calories, which of course differs from person to person. And so when you start cutting calories, when you wanna go on a diet, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna start eating less, or you go on a vegan diet and you start cutting out meat, or you do keto and you start cutting out carbs, when you go into a calorie deficit, because all of those diets produce a calorie deficit in some way or another. So you're eating less carbs, you're cutting out an, a certain amount of calories from carbs. So when you go into a calorie deficit and you're eating less than your body is, has, the, that you're eating less that your body requires to maintain, over time, something happens, which is a natural process. It's a metabolic adaptation. So your, me your metabolism adapts to these low calories, okay? And this is actually natural. It's a natural mechanism in your body and your metabolism regulates itself to lower your food consumption so that its new requirement for maintenance is now lower than before. Let me repeat that. Your metabolism regulates itself to you to lower your body's food consumption so that its new requirement for maintenance is now lower than before. So if prior to dieting, prior to doing a keto diet, prior to cutting out carbs, sugar, prior to intermittent fasting, your metabolism required, let's say, 2,000 calories to maintain your 65 kilos, just as an example. Now you went on a diet and you've spent however much time on this diet, you lost a little bit of weight. Now your body requires less, all right, to maintain so it no longer requires 2,000 calories to maintain 65 kilos. It now requires 1,800 calories. 
And now, okay, your calorie deficit, okay, your calorie deficit needs to be much less than 2000, but even less than 1800 for you to still be in a caloric deficit. So one way it does this, okay, one way your metabolism adapts is down-regulating down NEAT. What is NEAT? Movement outside of training. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So you start to fidget less, you start to blink less, you start to walk around less, you're, you're moving less, okay? You talk less even. And so it conserves energy. Your metabolism conserves energy because it knows that, well, there's not enough coming in, so I need to conserve my energy as much as possible. And it happens in a subtle way that we can't actually control and we don't really notice it either. And so metabolic adaptation over time can be why you, it can be why you can eat low calories and you don't lose any weight year after year. Why diets no longer work. Why it, it means that some, a diet that you did when you were younger no longer works. Okay, or the keto diet no longer produces any more weight. For example, you've been doing keto for a while, you've lost you know, a, a significant amount of weight, but you still have weight to lose, and now it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore, you've hit a plateau. Okay, so this does not mean that you're not losing fat in a calorie deficit, it just means that you're no longer in a calorie deficit. So in other words, the calories that you're consuming or that you think you're consuming no longer produce the weight loss that they once did because you're no longer in a calorie deficit. So your metabolism has slowed down and it's natural, okay, it's a natural uh, response, okay, your body does this so it survives. Let me repeat, just because you're, you're on low calories, whether you're cutting carbs, intermittent fasting, go keto, go vegan, paleo, whatever, that doesn't mean that you're automatically in a caloric deficit. This is why plateaus are happening. So it's not starvation mode. It's, it just means that your metabolism is actually doing what it needs to do, okay? It's doing that for survival. It is in, inherently part of your metabolic makeup, okay? So it does not know, your body doesn't know or even care that you are just trying to lose fat, that you want to lose fat, that you want to fit into your little black dress. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. It only responds to and is influenced by the stimulus that it receives. So if you tell, if you don't eat enough, and you keep eating less and less and moving more and more, it, the, the message that your metabolism receives is that there's no food coming in and there's a lot of energy being expended, okay, through a lot of exercise. How do I conserve energy? How do I not kill this, this, this woman? How do I keep her alive? So I will down-regulate my BMR. I will down-regulate natural processes in the body hormone function, I will down-regulate the metabolism, I will not move much, I will, I will get her to move less and less and less, okay, and that is why you no longer lose weight. So the solution, if you're in this position, if you are in a position where you are in actual fact, not eating enough, 
and I'm talking in actual fact, that means that you know that you aren't eating much, okay? If you're someone who's overeating, if you're someone who's eating a lot of junk food, you're overeating on the weekends, you're, you're binging, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who, who knows that they are eating less, who knows that they're barely, barely eating three meals a day, barely getting in the nutrients that they need, and they're also exercising too much. I'm talking to you, okay? And you know that this is happening and you're not losing weight before going on another diet, before cutting calories more. You have to rebuild your metabolism. There's no question about it. You can't continue doing what you've been doing. You can't continue slashing calories more and more. If you're on 1500 calories and you're not losing any weight, you're not going to lose weight. You're not going to be able to lose 20 kilos eating eating 1200 calories, okay? Because it's not going to be sustainable. You're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to see it through. You're not going to be able to stick through it. You're not going to be able to, you know, live on 1200 calories for six months because that's what it's going to take to lose 20 kilos. It's going to take six months, if not more. Can you sustain it eating 1200 calories? Absolutely not. Now, here's the other caveat though. If you're the other person who's been eating a lot, who knows that, you know, maybe you're eating 1200 calories on some days, but then you're binging on other days or you're really good during the week, but then on the weekends, you're just completely binging, completely going over your calories, then you also need to rebuild your metabolism. Yes. How? How are you going to do that if you're the other person, the person who's overeating? You need to fix your diet. You need to clean up your diet. You need to rebuild your metabolism by establishing healthy habits and ensure that you're priming your body for a successful calorie deficit in the future. So you'll be spinning your wheels until you die trying to lose and getting nowhere if you don't do this, okay? If you don't spend time rebuilding your metabolism, you're gonna spin your wheels. And so I'm gonna walk you through some simple steps okay, right now that you can start doing right now on your own, okay, you don't need a coach for this. Granted, having a coach helps immensely because in my opinion, generally people don't struggle to learn information, they struggle to implement, they struggle to make it fit their lifestyle, okay, they, they struggle to troubleshoot and so that's where a coach comes in really and so if you're struggling, and you know you would need the help of someone to do this for you, then I highly suggest that you that you get a coach, okay? And of course, I will recommend my Metabolic Rebuild program because that's what it's there for to do. And so you can apply in the show notes. But here are some steps that you can take, okay, to rebuild your metabolism. And in essence, what it is, is reverse dieting. But Maybe you've heard about reverse dieting, okay? Maybe you've heard about reverse dieting and you've heard that you need to eat eat more food, okay? But let me just get this message out there and, and let me make it clear that reverse dieting is not a ticket to eating all the food under the sun and gaining all the freaking weight in the world. No, that is not what I'm talking about, okay? Reverse dieting 
is preparing your body to be physiologically ready for a fat loss phase. That means if you were to come in into the metabolic rebuild program and you are looking to lose fat, you're a client wanting to lose weight, I will help you build your metabolism, prime it and be in a physiologically ready place, in a healthy place so that when we go into a fat loss phase, your fat loss phase is efficient, it's short and it's painless, okay? So you go in, you lose the fat and then you get out. Most people struggle because they are on a fat loss phase like indefinitely, okay? They're permanently trying to lose fat. And you cannot be in a calorie deficit for an extended period of time without repercussions. We've talked about it. The repercussions are metabolic adaptations. So you need to do it in phases. So that's why phase one is always going to be rebuilding your metabolism. So let's talk about it. How do, how do we do this? Number one, you need to understand how much food your body actually requires. So you need to track your food and understand your starting point. Understand your baseline. How many calories does your body need to maintain your current weight? So most women have a tendency to have no freaking clue how much food they actually need. So they just kind of, you know, eat intuitively. But intuitive eating doesn't help when you have no idea, when you don't know anything about your body. So you've got to start with tracking. Can you, you can track in a food journal, you can write it down, or you can track in an app, which makes it so much easier because all the food is already inputted in there and it's all got the calories, the macros, everything. So start tracking for a couple of weeks, okay? Find out what your TDEE is, total daily energy expenditure. And you'll also find out how much your BMR is, your basal metabolic rate, because if you don't know, how will you know what to change? Okay, <laughs> so once you know your starting point, now you have the data that you, that you need to have direction. Okay, so now you know whether or not you're, you're either eating too little or you're eating too much. Okay, so if, if you can compare the two numbers, okay, compare the numbers that you have found, okay, through tracking, to the numbers in the calculator that you can find online, okay, you can find it on tdcalculator.net, that will tell you how many calories you're burning, how many calories your body needs based on your age, your weight, and your activity levels. And you can compare the two numbers, and if it's a very big discrepancy, then you know what to do. If you're eating too much, you know that you need to go and clean up your diet and your habits. If you're eating too little, you know you need to reverse diet and you need to build your metabolism back up. So, if you're eating less than 1,500 calories, and I actually say, like, if you're eating less than 2,000, 1,500 is actually way lower than I would expect a, a grown woman to be eating at maintenance. At maintenance, you should be eating more than 2,000 calories, 100%. If you're very sedentary, maybe slightly less, but if you're, you know, a very, you're active, you're training, or you exercise at least two to three times a week, you know, you're busy, you have a very demanding job or a family, you're a mom, you're running around kids, you should not be living on 1,500 calories at maintenance. Your calories at maintenance should be way 
more than 2,000. That is why we would reverse you out. So we will slowly increase calories and increase your activity levels by way of strength training over time so that we can take you from 1,500 calories to 2,000 calories, okay? So this process does take time, all right? So don't forget to go and grab your free guide in the show notes. I will go much deeper into this. You can also go and uh, listen to the episode about how to rebuild your metabolism in detail. I'm not gonna go through all the like nitty gritty parts of it because it's gonna be the same episode, but I'm, I want you to go back and listen to that or grab that free gift uh, in the show notes, free guide. The second thing we want to talk about is that food quality matters. So I'm a very big fan of pro-metabolic eating. And what is pro-metabolic eating? It's just a way of mastering your nutrition by feeding your body real, whole, natural, nutrient-dense foods. So the majority of the food that you consume comes from meats, healthy fats, dairy, well-cooked vegetables, and seasonal fruit. 80% of the time, keep that as the the bulk of your diet, okay? The bulk of your diet should be real, whole, natural foods. And yes, you can still fit in some processed foods. You can still fit in a, a you know, a, a, the occasional donut or cake or pizza. But keep in mind that if you do have food allergies, food sensitivities, if you struggle with gut issues, then all those nasty foods, like when I say nasty foods, I mean, you know, foods that aren't that nutritious are going to cause problems, okay? They're gonna make things worse for your digestion. They're gonna, you know, make you feel tired. So you do want to, you know, to feed your body quality food, quality food as much as possible. And so nutrition really isn't just about calories, guys. Like giving your body nutrients that to maintain healthy hormone function, brain function, maintain energy output and strength is literally just the minimum that you can do to stay healthy and strong. And without this as a foundation, calorie deficits, calorie deficits, dieting, fat loss phases will not be successful because your health is not in a good place. So that's why I always come with health first. Okay, always, always health first. So uh, another thing that you, you would do in this phase with rebuilding your metabolism first is ensuring that you start strength training. Strength training is so crucial to, main, uh, to build and maintain muscle. If you've never done it, you probably have a low BMR because you probably don't have much muscle mass, okay? So if you have more fat to muscle, then you definitely need to strength train. It's gonna help you burn more fat. It's gonna help rebuild your metabolism, build muscle. The more muscle you have, the higher your total daily energy expenditure is and the higher your energy requirements are and that way you can eat more food. You can actually afford to eat more food because it's it's called nutrition partitioning. All the food that you eat goes to building muscle, not storing it as fat. So if you don't know what to do with strength training, I have something for you in the free guide that I've explained that I have in the show notes. It's literally there for you. Six weeks, a six week strength training program for beginners. If you've never strength trained before using progressive overload, where it's progressively um, tailored to get you stronger over time. And it's a proper program. Okay, it's not just random exercises put together. Grab it guys, go grab your free six week program. 
in the show notes. So let's recap real quick. Rebuilding your metabolism. Spend time reversing into a higher calorie intake. So if you're eating less, if you're not eating much, reverse diet. You can increase calories over time, slowly maybe by 100 calories every couple of weeks to mitigate excessive weight gain. And of course, strength train, move your body, increase your activity level. That also helps to minimize fat gain. Eat food that is good quality, 80% whole natural foods, pro-metabolic eating, and be patient. Yeah, be patient because it doesn't happen overnight. And of course, this process is going to take time, okay? So it can take anywhere between three months, if you're someone who hasn't really dieted much in the past, to a year or more if you are a yo-yo dieter, if you've been on diets your whole life, okay? So it does take time. And at the end of the day, time is going to pass anyway. Do this the right way spend time building your metabolism. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you need to put on hold losing weight. You might lose weight during this time of rebuilding your metabolism. It's a very big possibility that you will, but it won't be as much as you think, and you'll actually be losing fat, not weight. So you'll be recompositioning your body, body recomping, body recomposition, and you'll be building muscle, losing fat at the same time, which is essentially what most of us want to do. We want to lose fat, look better, build a body that we love, right? So look, at the end of the day, being able to maintain your weight on 2000 calories or more versus 1200 or 1500 is a far better place to be in then you're constantly dieting and down-regulating your metabolism. So again, if you want to know how to do this in a bit more detail, I highly, highly recommend that you go and listen to my podcast, Rebuilding Your Metabolism Step-by-Step, how to eat more and uh, how to eat more, uh, train smart and get results. And also, if you feel like this process, you know, is a bit difficult or you don't really know what your body's doing and you're struggling to make sense of what your body's doing and you need the help of someone, guys, get a coach. Sign up to my Metabolic Rebuild program. Send me a message. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, You know, apply and then we can have a chat, you know, and see if the program is for you. And we can can, um, come up with a game plan so that you know exactly what the next steps are. Okay, so you can also apply in the show notes. All right, so that's step one of the five steps to lose your first five kgs. Step two, okay, step one was rebuilding your metabolism. Step two, we're going to talk about calories. Calories are king for fat loss. Oh my goodness, I cannot, I cannot reiterate this more, okay? When I say calories are king, I don't mean that it's only about calories, that you shouldn't focus on food quality, that you shouldn't focus on other things like hormones. No, I'm talking about Calories are king if you want to lose fat. If you want to focus on health, if you want to focus on rebuilding a good gut or rebuilding your metabolism or ensuring that you've got good digestion, then calories matter to a certain point. After that, we need to look at quality of food. We need to look at, you know, your lifestyle habits and your hormones, if everything's okay. But ultimately, when it comes to fat loss, calories will always be king. We cannot negate 
the law of thermodynamics, the calories in, calories out equation. We can't, we can't, we can't, we just can't, okay? It is science, okay? So losing weight, dropping body fat, ultimately comes down to your energy balance, okay? Your calorie intake. Your calorie intake determines your body weight, okay? The quality of your, your calories and strength training will determine how you feel throughout this process, your energy levels, your metabolic processes, and of course, your body composition, okay? So no matter what food you choose, you won't lose any weight if you eat more than your body burns and needs. So food quality is important, of course, but for fat loss, you've got to create this energy deficit with food some way or another. Some people choose keto. They cut out carbs and sugar. Some people choose uh, paleo. They cut out all processed carbs, okay? And they focus only on, you know, ancestral foods. Some choose veganism or plant-based diet, okay? They choose to cut out all meat and they lose weight. Why? Why is this happening? Is it because the vegan diet is special? Or is it because keto is special? Or maybe they choose to intermittent fast, okay? Some people choose to intermittent fast and they lose a ton of weight. Is it because fasting is magic? No. No to all of those things. It's because they've created an energy deficit. They've created a calorie deficit by cutting out food groups that are notoriously high in calories. Okay, with keto, all right, there's a little bit of a misconception with keto because fats and protein actually have way more calories than carbs. Okay, protein and carbs have the same calories, four calories per gram, but fats have nine. So cutting carbs out to a certain extent will have you losing weight, yes, but, but what happens is that you're ultimately creating a calorie deficit, okay? You're ultimately creating a calorie deficit. So I recommend the 80-20 rule. It's much more sustainable where your 80% of your calories come from whole natural single ingredient foods like lean meats, fruits, veggies, 20% of your food can also come from fun foods like pizza and chocolate and wine, you know, foods that aren't exactly nutritious. So I prefer that balanced approach. I don't like cutting out everything. I don't like cutting out carbs because most people love carbs. Who doesn't love breads and fruit? And who doesn't love a, a good juicy steak, okay? Unless veganism is, you know, is a choice that you make because of religion or some other beliefs of yours. Trust me, I've been there. I've been there. Fads don't work. They're not sustainable. If you can't see yourself eating in a certain way for the rest of your life, it's not sustainable. And if the process isn't sustainable, the results won't be sustainable either. You're going to gain that weight back, okay? Because as soon as you go off keto and you eat like a normal person, you gain the weight back. So we established that calories are king. Now, how to actually determine calories for fat loss, okay? So guys, I am giving you all my secrets. I'm giving you all my secrets, all the things that I do with my clients, 
all right? So if you do these things, you're going to get results. If you don't get results, then it's because you have made a misstep or you are not able to sustain and you need support through accountability. And that's where coaching comes in. But I'm actually giving you the action steps to do. So if you do them, you will get results, okay? So first things first, how to set up your calories for a fat loss phase. You wanna know your TD, you wanna know your total daily energy expenditure. And that can be done by tracking, like we said before, rebuilding your metabolism, track and understand. Or you can go to tdcalculator.net, like I said before, calculate your fat loss calorie deficit by simply removing 10 to 15% from your total daily energy expenditure. Now, please, before you do this, Ensure that you are not under eating. Ensure that your total daily energy expenditure isn't unsustainably low. Go back to step one, rebuild your metabolism. Because if your total daily energy and energy expenditure right now is 1,500 and you remove 10 to 15% of 1,500, you're left with a very, very, very small amount of food. Okay, you're only left with a small amount of food and it's not gonna be sustainable. So if your total daily energy expenditure is in fact anywhere around 2000, even if it's around 18, 1900, it's still pretty okay, all right? Remove only 10 to 15%. Why? Why not 500 calories, which my fitness pal tells you to remove, okay? Why not 500 calorie deficits? Because it's so difficult to stick to, guys. You've tried it already. You've tried it in the past to remove 500 calories. It's too big of a deficit. And it's unsustainable. You will do it for a few weeks and then you will feel hungry and then you will cave and then you will binge and then you will get yourself out of a calorie deficit and then you're no longer losing fat. This happens all the time. You're good all the throughout the week and then the weekend comes and you're just so craving that burger. You're craving going out with your friends and just letting loose. I mean, you just, you take a sigh and you're like, oh, you know what, fuck it. I am just going to eat everything that's in sight. I'm gonna have a cheat day. Yeah, cheat day. That cheat day literally cancels your entire week of a calorie deficit. So instead of doing that, okay, and driving yourself mad, spinning your wheels, just do a 10 to 15% calorie deficit. It's a smaller deficit and it's easier to sustain and that means you will lose, but you will lose a little slower than a 500 calorie deficit. But it's gonna be, able, it's gonna be sustainable and you're gonna not feel so freaking deprived, okay? So I don't believe in an aggressive cuts. I just don't. I don't think they're good for the majority of people. There are a few people that can get away with an aggressive cut um, and I, I'm, I mean, people that are very overweight, usually those that, you know, are severely obese can get away with very aggressive cuts. I wouldn't put them on 10 to 15%. But if you're someone who only needs to lose five kilos, 10 kilos, maybe even 15 kilos, trust me on this, do it conservatively. You will be able to sustain it. All right. Now, for more information on how to do um, this, you can find it in the guide in the show notes. All right. But first things first, you need to know your TD. You need to cut 10 to 15% from your TD. And now you have your calorie deficit 
Okay, so for example, I'll give you a quick example. If your calorie uh, intake TD, total daily energy expenditure, is 2,000 calories, then cut 10 to 15%, you're left with 1,700. Okay, so 15% of 2,000, you're left with 1,700. That is your calorie deficit. And then that is what you would be eating to lose fat. And that is pretty good still. You're, you're getting a good amount of food on 1,700 calories. All right, quick glass of water there. Now, step number three. So now you have rebuilt your metabolism. You have set up your calorie deficit. What's next? What's important in a fat loss phase? Protein. Next step is your protein. Protein is the building block of cells and your muscles in your body. It is a key macro and absolutely essential, but especially essential in fat loss, okay? So it helps your metabolism burn fat, keeps you full and satiated, it helps manage hunger and cravings, and drives muscle building to give you that desired toned look, okay? So you need protein. Protein is your fat loss friend. So how do we actually calculate your protein, all right? So protein requirements are gonna be different for different people, but the, the easiest way is one gram per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 130 pounds, you would be looking at 130 grams of protein, okay? That is the minimum, okay, the minimum. If you're, you know, really active and you strength train three to four times a week and you want to make the most out of muscle building, you can eat a little bit more. But here's a quick like tip as a beginner, okay? Build your meals around foods that have protein. So each day you should have three to four servings of protein. That's, you know, a serving of protein per meal, roughly, and continue feeding your muscles throughout the day through protein-rich snacks if you can, okay? And that ensures that you're getting at least 20 to 35 grams per meal, okay? And that looks, that is usually between 80 to 150 grams for, for, per serving, okay? So that looks like 150 grams of chicken or, you know, 80 grams of sardines or 100 grams of steak, for example. That will yield around 20 to 35 grams of protein, okay? Another way is one to two sized, uh, one to two palm sized servings. That will give you the, the protein that you need. So if you don't particularly like numbers, there, there it is. One to two palm servings of lean meats or protein rich foods. So where can you find protein? Okay, I'm gonna give you some examples. You can get protein from eggs, you can get protein from chicken, lean meat, steak, you can get protein from salmon, white fish, you can get it from tuna, sardines, you can get it from tofu and beans and peas if you're a vegan, seitan, tempeh, but not my favorite protein sources, okay? But if you are vegan or vegetarian, then you know, you're gonna have to deal with it, but they're not very easily digestible. However, my favorites will always be animal foods, okay? so centering your foods around chicken, fish, red meat, eggs, Greek yogurt, cheese, cottage cheese. Focus on those foods and you're gonna get enough protein, okay? So like I said, one gram per pound of body weight. So if you do things in kilos, just go on Google and find it out, okay? Very simple. And also you can find all of this information in my free guide that you can find in the show notes. 
I'm going to keep repeating myself just so I can remind you to download it because it's an amazing guide. All right, number four, step four. We're almost at the end, guys. Step four, training smart. Let's talk about training smart. Not training more, training smart, lifting weights. So now that you have rebuilt your metabolism, you have set up your calorie deficit, you have set up your protein intake, now you need to work on strength training. Now, by the way, guys, this is not in order, yeah? Like you can do all of this at the same time, okay? Strength training, I highly recommend that you begin strength training from step one, from rebuilding your metabolism. But why do you need to build lean muscle? Building lean muscle will be the cornerstone of getting that toned, lean body that you so desire. Doing endless forms of cardio, running on the treadmill, hit classes, won't get you that body. I, I don't know how many times I have to repeat this, but I think I'm going to repeat it till the day I die. It, you know, hit classes is another form of cardio. It's another form of cardio. You need to put your muscle through tension. Okay, your muscle needs to be under tension long enough for it to build new muscle. And if you're constantly doing cardio, you're not putting your muscle through tension. So that's not going to get you the body that you want. You want to build lean muscle through strength training. Okay, look, chances are that you don't just want to lose weight, that you actually want to look good naked, that you want to change the way your body looks. You want to build a lean, strong, toned, beautiful physique with, you know, shapely arms and shapely legs and shapely butt. That's what you want, right? So you got to build lean muscle. So from a health standpoint as well, we also have to look at how, how, how amazing building muscle is. It's not just about your weight loss and building muscle just to lose fat. It's not just about aesthetics, okay? It's also about building muscle that ensures that you age well, that you increase your bone density, you prevent injuries, aches and pains, so that you future-proof your body for longevity. Muscle is the secret to youth. It really is the biggest anti-aging secret there is. So, now that we've established that we need to build muscle and that we need to lift weights in order to do that, how do we do it? So step one, prioritize strength training three to four times per week. If you're a complete newbie, start with two days a week, okay? Get into the habit, okay? Build some momentum and then you can increase the days. But three to four days is a sweet spot. So you can do this from home, okay? If you have weights at home or you can do this from a gym, okay? You can start at home, but eventually you're going to grow out those weights and you're going to need to go to the gym, okay? So start with five to six exercises, and do them for, you know, roughly 8 to 12 reps. Now, guys, I'm giving you simple guidelines here, okay? I'm not going to be going into the deep, deep, like, uh, intricacies of building muscle, okay? And programming and reps and sets and all of that stuff. That is all reserved for coaching, okay? Because it's tailored to the person. It's tailored to the person's goals. This is a bit more general information. So focus on five to six exercises that are big compound movements. These are movements that are multi-jointed, movements that will burn more calories, that will recruit more muscle, that will recruit more uh, joints, more muscle fibers, okay? Such as squats, deadlifts, pull-downs, rows, chest presses, shoulder presses, push-ups. These are 
bang for your buck exercises, ones that will really bring lots of results really quickly, okay? And they burn the most calories and they help you build the most muscle in the shortest amount of time. And next, you wanna pick a smart program. Of course, I have created a program for you. So if you haven't yet gone and downloaded your guide, go and grab it, okay? It incorporates progressive overload, which helps you improve over time, and it helps you avoid program hopping, which does not bring results, okay? Changing things too often limits progress and leaves you frustrated. So make sure to follow the six-week beginners program that I've included in my free guide in the show notes. Go and grab it. So now that we've established, okay, all of these steps, rebuild your metabolism, we've set up your calories and your protein goals, we've started strength training, what else is important to lose your first five kilos? Moving more. That's right, moving more. Research has shown that you can burn up to 700 to 1,000 calories extra per day by simply moving your body more throughout the day. So by moving more throughout the day, you not only burn calories, but you also increase your energy expenditure, your TDE, and spending then spending hours on a treadmill. Okay, therefore, if you spend 30 minutes on a treadmill versus actually moving more throughout the day, you're actually burning more calories and you're increasing your total daily energy expenditure. It improves mental clarity, reduces stress, minimizing aches and pains. Again, body tightness from sitting all day improves your mood and your mental health. What is there not to love? And what do you do? You just walk. Just walk, move more throughout the day. Movement is life. Our bodies weren't designed to sit all day long, okay? So get up, right? Get up, get up from your chair, move more throughout the day. The best way to do it is track your sleep. Track your sleep. Track your sleep, uh, not sleep, what am I saying? Track your steps, guys. Track your steps. So, Very, very crucial in tracking your steps because then you know how many steps you're doing throughout the day. So anywhere between 8,000 and 10,000 is a great place to start. Just move more throughout the day. Just get up, walk around, take the stairs, whatever you can, just get your body moving. All right, guys. So there is a bonus, uh, bonus step that I have shared in the uh, guide. I'm not gonna talk about it in today's episode. So I wanna go, I want you to go to the show notes and grab your free guide so you can get all the steps that I've talked about, all the five steps plus your bonus step, which is how sleep and stress actually affects your results. Go ahead, grab that free guide and get all the tips in there that I have for you to help with uh, stress and sleep. And of course, your six-week fat loss training program. So guys, take-home points. You've got to rebuild your metabolism. Spend time out of a deficit for a while and rebuild that metabolism. Eat a bit more. Get your TDE a bit higher. Get your calories up. Then, If you know you need to be in a deficit to lose weight, you need to cut calories, but don't cut 500 calories. Make it small, make it easy, make it sustainable, 10 to 15% calorie deficit. Next is protein. 
Hit your protein macro. Aim to hit those targets every day, three to four servings a day. Get onto a strength training program. Start training your body. Start building muscle. Focus on that six weeks. Give yourself six weeks and then let me know how it goes. Track your movement through steps. Use your Fitbit, Apple Watch, whatever it is. Track how many steps you're doing. And of course, sleep and stress. Don't forget that bonus step there that most people do not pay attention to. All right, guys. So that's it for this week. It was a bit long, but I wanted to really give you some pointers and, and really give you those action steps so you can actually get results, so that you can actually eat more, train smart, and get results. So don't forget to grab that free gift. It's in the show notes. Again, I don't know how many times I've said this right now, but the free guide has the six-week strength training program. It has everything laid out for you. It gives you more tips and more strategies and action steps that you can take every day and put into uh, practice. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And of course, as always, I'd love to hear from you. So if you have questions or you want to um, know more about the Metabolic Rebuild coaching program, again, it's all in the show notes. You can apply. You can also follow me on Instagram at Alessia D Coaching. All the links are in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, please leave a five-star review so we can reach more women, so that we can help more women rebuild their metabolisms, quit the fads, and build a body that they love. All right, guys, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a great one.